Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grace, Peace, and Balance podcast by Gabi Abdel Gadir. This is episode 113, and I have got an amazing gentleman for you today. His name is Al Karim Shatur. And uh, I'm going to be reading a little bit of his bio because he's got a huge bio and he can explain himself. I will also be posting all his social media links, how to get in touch with him and all that, both on Podbean and on my YouTube channel. Do get in touch with him. Al-Karim Shatur lives in Ontario, Canada, and his business is called NRJI. It's a play on words for energy. He is a seasoned entrepreneur. Business. He helps business owners and professionals increase their emotional potent EQ by helping them work from the inside so that they can out-create and design the life that they desire. His goal is to revitalize his clients' perceptions, to get them to design and create the life they desire, one that is full of love, joy, and abundance. I'm going to leave it at that because I wanted him to tell everybody uh, about who he is and in an expanded form. Welcome to my podcast, Al-Karim. Thank you very much. It's a real honor and pleasure to be here. Thank you. Okay, talk to us. Tell us a little bit about Al-Karim growing up first. <laughs> so Al-Karim actually grew up in a very entitled and a very, um, uh, what do you call, privileged house to a certain degree, but that didn't come easy. That didn't come easy because my parents and grandparents really struggled. So my grandparents actually moved from India to Africa and my parents moved from Africa to Canada. And so I grew up partially in East Africa and partially over here. Um, so the struggles that my parents saw of my grandparents, they didn't want us to go through it. So I would say that I grew up in that privileged and entitled uh, environment. But I also have seen my share of struggles. I lived away from my family from the age of six. So wow. I, was sent, I was sent away. Well, I wasn't sent away. Uh, my parents chose to send me to a school in Kenya while my parents lived in Tanzania in a very small town where there wasn't uh, um, a proper education. So it was I, a boarding? I, it was a boarding school? So I actually went through a number of different environments. I stayed as a guest, a boarding guest with a family that my family knew. Um, okay. And oh. that in itself had its challenges and struggles. Mm -hmm. And then I uh, moved to a boarding school until I was in grade seven. Okay. And then went and actually moved back to Tanzania mm -hmm. and uh, finished my high school over there. And that's when we moved to Canada. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, what I've come to understand and what Al-Karim has come to understand is that there is this challenge in your life for a couple of reasons. One, it is a journey that you need to go through. Absolutely. And the more you resist it, the more it will persist. True. Right? True. Yeah. And so every stage of my life that I've gone through, I've always sort of gone away. So I had the opportunity to stay with my parents after high school, but I decided to move to Montreal and do my uh, university over there. Okay. And finally it got settled. My parents are like, okay, now we're gonna have a family. I got married and six months after I got married, I actually moved from Edmonton to Toronto. So this cycle of this is constant. And there is this resistance that exists within all of that, trying to find that balance that I talk about in my resume or that, that you read in my profile. Yeah. 
And when we don't have that and we constantly resist, then we're constantly looking for something. And that's what's been defined in my life. So although I had everything, I had nothing. What we resist persists, right? Absolutely. What you resist or, you know, where the the energy goes, the focus, where the focus goes, the energy flows, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, so I, I think that that theme has been there and, and it was not until five years ago that I learned this lesson. So I started out with saying I'm privileged and and entitled, but um, a lot of that changed for me five years ago. I had a family business and I lost it all in a fire. Oh my goodness. And that was the final call in my life that made that change, that changed my resistance and allowed me to be an allowance. Because once I went through that, I got introduced to energy healing and I realized that everything that was happening was because I had this blocked energy and within our bodies. Um, you know, you you and I have spoken about this before as well. And I know that I've you've covered this in your previous episodes. The subconscious mind is 90%. Our conscious mind is only 10%, right? Yes, yes. And so that energy blockage in that subconscious mind is what constantly gives you this setback after setback after setback. Yeah. And the more setback we have, the more we resist it. Yes. The key is actually to switch it and to be in allowance. And yeah. that's the only way to overcome that. And so when this fire happened and it turned my life upside down, that's really when I realized how to make that change and to change your mindset and to how you approach life and how to attract what you really want and desire because for the longest time i had this underlying statement in my all my communication that you're the architect of your own destiny yeah and that goes both ways you can attract the setbacks or the resistance that you constantly have or the allowance and the manifestation of what you want yeah Yeah, nailed it. Okay, so did you actually love working on your family business? Where did the resistance come from at that time? Did you enjoy it? So you know what? I always make this comment. I say, you know, our family had the golden touch for the longest time. And I'm not joking. We could touch anything and it turned into gold. Mm -hmm. And going back into this energy, at some point, that whole energy of the family changed. And I'm not trying to wash my laundry in public here, but I think most family businesses go through this. And it's very important for those that are in family businesses to understand this. You know, you look at even a flagship store like Eaton's in Canada. It was a family-owned business that is no longer there. And there's a number of examples of family businesses that are no longer in existence. Because at some point, that golden touch changes. And it only changes because that energy has shifted. So when you ask me when I, I, I enjoyed what I did, the first few years, I absolutely loved it. I was on fire, right? I removed from uh, Edmonton to over here. And within the first five years, we had actually expanded, I would say, close to 25 or 30% every year. Oh, wow. Right. So to give you perspective, when I first started, we had less than 5,000 square foot of warehousing. I was in the furniture business. At one point, I had 120,000 square feet of space. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. And then the domino effect started. And that's where my resistance started. And the more I resisted that, the more it worked against me. I even went back 
to school and I said, I got to change this because I have control, right? That ego yeah. fell into play. So I went back to university, got my MBA while my kids were still young. And I said, no, I got to do this. And so I even changed the business model. I went from distribution to manufacturing, wow. but there was still this resistance, right? And give you examples. We would bring products in and they would fail miserably. We would clear them. And the next month, it would be the hottest item at all retailers. Oh, wow. Right. And because that's the resistance, that's what you're attracting. Yeah. Right. So the mindset that I had, there's too much competition. The economy is bad. We can't pick the right products. We can't get this. We can't do this. But it was just not me because it was all that energy that was around me mm -hmm. that I was absorbing. And that's where the resistance was building. I was not... I was not ready to accept defeat because of my ego. But at the same time, I was taking all of those messages and subconsciously saying, yes, this is what it is. So on the external, with a 10% consciousness, I'm saying I can make a change. With a 90% subconsciousness, I know that that change is not happening. Oh, wow. Believable. Right. And so that's where that resistance comes from because it's often not recognized that you have that resistance and that's yeah. the biggest challenge because if you know it you will take action yeah you will right? switch your your thoughts your Absolutely. what you're attracting you would switch if you're like aware yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so then the fire came and it destroys the whole yeah. manufacturing I business lost everything lost oh my everything goodness. so you lost. were like in a bad place and you were upset obviously at that time how did you get out of that Great question. Thank you for asking that. So, you know, again, I didn't learn my lesson very quickly because even after the fire had happened, I was like, you know, sort of, you know, if you remember that uh, movie Money Pit where, you know, he keeps on trying to put money in the house to try and solve it and it just becomes a bigger and bigger hole in the house, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's exactly what it was. Although all of this had happened, I was like, no, I got to revive the business. I have my customers. I have my people that are working for me. I have my suppliers. I got to look after all of this stuff. But the more I went into, the worse it got. And so it came to a point where, you know, I think the universe made that decision for me that this is not going any forward. So for almost six months, I was in, in a very dark space. Or, you know, I can't say that I was depressed, but I was because I've, I've always been, I believe, quite strong, given that journey that I talked about had prepared me for this, yeah. not to give up, not to fail, right? Because yeah. I'd gone through all of those challenges. I knew how to be strong. Yeah. But I did go into a very dark space. And this is where I was introduced to a family friend who lives in Africa, actually. Mm -hmm. And my brother sort of said, you know what? You got to talk to her. And for the longest time, my parents had said, you need to talk to her. You know, she'll, she'll help you out. And I said, no, nah, that's voodoo, right? That's all voodoo. Don't talk to me. I'm a scientist. I mm -hmm. talk to me scientific and then I'll talk to her. So she talked to me for the first time and she did what's called an emotion code or body code. Um, by Dr. Bradley Nelson out of the US. And she told me things that only I would have known. There was no way she would have known. Right? Are you serious? I am serious. What was there, she like, a psychic medium? No, this, she's just tapping into the subconscious mind, right? We know the answers of everything that's blocking us. And when she did that first release of those emotions for me and released some of those uh, blockages in my body, I was like, she goes, how do you feel? Like I feel like somebody's just taken a sack of burden from me and just thrown it away, yeah. right? Oh, my God. 
So I said, I'm really interested about this. And she goes, okay, you know what? I'm going to teach you how to do Reiki. So you can start at least getting your energy flowing. And, you know, most of us know what Reiki is. And, and um, so she, it was, I remember it was like the second or third week of December and you live in Ontario as I do, you know, that's fairly cold. Yeah. And then it was, I remember it was a very cold winter that winter and I went to sleep and she goes, just go to sleep and tell me what happens. When I woke up at midnight, it's a sweat. Like, I mean, I was sweating like crazy. I phoned her first thing in the morning. I said, what did you do to me? Because mm-hmm. this is not normal. Mm-hmm. And she goes, wow, your energy is powerful. You know, you should learn how to do Reiki. I go, okay. So within that four or five month period that was there, I picked up every modality that I could on energy healing. Yeah. And I'm not going to list them all, but I do practice nine different modalities, including Reiki, emotion code, body code, and others. And every time I worked with somebody or I engaged with somebody, they were like, how long have you been doing this? And I said, so tell them like three months, six months. And they're like, really? That's impossible. There's no way, right? Yeah. And so I started working with people. And when I started working with people, I realized how much this blockage of energy creates resistance in our bodies, Absolutely. but even more creates resistance in the outside life that we live. Yeah. Because the inside life is a reflection of the outside life. I'm going to repeat that. The inside life is the reflection of the outside. What most of us are trying to do is change the outside so that we're happy inside. I will like to buy bigger clothes or bigger cars, bigger homes, better clothes, brand names, all of that stuff. Yeah. Thinking that that's going to bring us that happiness or inner peace. Yes. But it's actually the opposite. It is. And once I realized that, that was the switch. Oh, wow. Those bumps. Those bumps. You know, all this young generation need to listen to you, honestly. Like, that was very powerful because I see in schools, especially high schools, all these kids having competition about having this Gucci jacket or Christian Dior belt or whatever. Like, the competition is unbelievable. And I, I always say to my son, you know, like, how is that going to make you happy? You buy it, you spend like $600 over one item. Right. And then how long is it going to last? And is it going and to And even if it? it lasts, that that happiness lasts only for a split second, unfortunately. Exactly. It's not, it's not, it's not a sustainable because in social media tomorrow, it's going to be something else. Now exactly. you want to chase that. Yes. And then it's something else, right? It, yeah. uh, and, and, and I've realized that we wear these masks to make ourselves look and feel different than what we really are. Yeah. But a mask needs to be taken off at some point. It does. Honestly, it does. Right. My goodness, yeah. And so when we when we change our internal self, yeah. when you find that inner peace, inner quietness, yeah. right? Um, that's where you are able to attract, you know, Think of it this way, right? If you have your wrist closed, there's no more room to put anything else in there. No. You almost have to let go to have that. So that that resistance that we have of whether it's jealousy, whether it's anger, whether it's anxiety, whether it's fear, all of those things need to let go because that's what holds you back and creates the resistance that I was talking about. You asked me if my family business was a happy place. It was all of those things that I was holding back. Yeah. 
and inside yeah. me. And that's what was resonating out. That's what I attracted. Yeah. Right. That so there were so points cool. in my life that my wife would actually hold my shirt like that and say, you know, stop occurring. This is not you. I know oh. you for 20 years. That's not you. Right. And finally, now my kids, I, I'm telling you, Gabby, for the longest time, even after the fire, my kids and my wife kept on saying, no, we don't want to say that because you're just going to get angry. No, we don't want to say that because you're just going to get frustrated. Yeah. And I'm like, but I'm not that person anymore. But it was so ingrained in there that that, was, that would be my reaction. Yeah. That they even stopped doing all of that. They stopped communicating with me. Because I had changed as an individual. I was not who I was. And so for those that have read The Alchemist, I love the comment he makes in there, right? That the universe always conspires for your highest good. Yes. Oh, my God. I love that book. Oh, I I, read it twice. I know. And I watched the whole series that uh, Oprah Winfrey did with him. Yes. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. Right? And then I have to read it again. So thank you for reminding me to do that. But, you know... Yes, all of these challenges happened and I got to it, but I am who I am today because of those challenges, but now I'm able to help others so that they don't have to go through the same challenges and struggles, or at least there is an avenue for them to be able to share that with somebody else who has gone through that and show them how they can help themselves uh, to to, to be able to manage that better, right? So. It's and I and I want to underline: we're not trying to circumvent the universe. The option or choice of how quickly you learn your lesson is always in you. Yeah, it's just that you don't graduate until you learn that lesson. Absolutely. So I'm not circumventing any process. You know that butterfly going from a cocoon has to go through that pain. It's just how quickly they go through it, and whether somebody is going to intervene. And change that is is your choice. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Okay, I have a question for you. Do you feel the energy change in the planet? Like, I feel the last several days, I felt like this heavy energy. And I was getting upset for the smallest things, which is not like me. Yeah, yeah, there is a lot of that happening. And I think it's, you know, I... Let me underline this. I think that the universe always creates a harmonious environment. Yeah. So while you, I agree with you that there is this heavy energy this last couple of weeks, Yeah. we will also feel the other energy as well. Yes, we do. Right? Because yeah. there is a harmony. But I think that there is a lot of things that are happening around the universe and the world that need to be corrected. And going back to this thing, the universe always conspires for your highest good. The universe knows there's a change required. And so it's it's individuals like yourselves that can actually sense that energy or heaviness in that energy. And we start doing things, right? And yeah. there are a number of different tools and processes that I help my clients with to help them overcome that, not only for yourself, but for the over universe, right? Mm-hmm. And one simple example I'll give you is gratitude, right? Yeah. You know, there is a Japanese saying that if you say thank you a hundred thousand times, you will actually change the universe. Oh my God. Right. And so when you think about that heaviness, it's the universe's message to us. Help me. Help me change this because we can all start, you know, how easy it is just for if each one 
took it to themselves and said, you know, I'll say a hundred thank yous a day. And if everybody in the universe said, okay, a hundred thank yous every day, we have over a, a billion people, yes. right? Over a billion people, just three, four billion. If everybody decided to say a hundred thank yous, imagine the universe we would have. Yeah, my goodness gracious. Yeah, exactly. We have to. And I remember... Uh, Several years ago, my son was in grade eight and he was came upset from school. I hate this life. I hate this school. Whoa. I said, like, sit down. What is the problem? Because to me, I hate everybody. I hate school. I hate my teacher. She did this to me. She did that to me. And um, I told him, be grateful, Mikey. Like, you know, Absolutely. because to me, what is there to be grateful for? Because he came, he, he was very upset, right? I told him, sit down. Remember when the time you saw those African children who were like almost naked and they were yes. bare feet and you cried and he told me, mom, when I grow up, I'm going to help a lot of children. Then he opened his eyes like his eyes were big. He goes, yes. I told him, remember of that. Look where yeah. you live. Look what you dress. Look what kind of school you go. Yeah. That is when you have to be grateful. Say thank yeah. you for my home, for my school, for my clothes, for my mom, for my dad, Absolutely. for my everything. So I remember that. And he... I had him watch the movie The Secret twice when he was like 10. Right. And then I remember, uh, I think it was three years ago. I was in the kitchen. I don't know what happened anyway, something to do with family. And, uh, and I said, oh, my God, I have a habit of saying, yeah, Allah, ya Rabbi, like in Arabic, right? I, right? When I get upset, it's always Arabic that comes to me first anyway. <laughs> yeah. But I said, when is God going to give me a break in life? Like I said that out loud, I didn't realize his majesty was right behind me, right? Uh -huh. And then he goes to me, mom, be careful. The, the law of attraction is working all the time. Absolutely. I was so shocked, Al-Karim. And from that day, every time I want to say when, I just zip my mouth. I said, God, forgive me for my yeah. sins, you know, like, yeah. So they yeah. learn, the kids learn. Absolutely. I'm going to share something and maybe your listeners can uh, maybe not necessarily relate to it, but maybe put this same thing that you said in a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And if you put that perspective, sometimes it makes a huge difference. So yes, the universe is always hearing that it's happening, right? Yeah. But somebody actually said this to me one time and it, it has stuck to me like glue is that because the universe is always always hearing, right? It's like sort of Google. Google's always listening to you. Yeah. The universe is always yeah. listening to you. Yeah. The difference is that it opens a window of a millisecond. There's a window that opens up millisecond. Mm -hmm. And that's when your wish is granted. Oh, wow. And that's so nice. whatever you're saying at that time, yeah. that's the wish. And that's why it's so important to always be in gratitude. That's yeah. why it's always important to have that positive affirmations that you're saying, yeah. because you don't know when that window opens up. I know, my God, you just scared the heck out of me because... <laughs> <laughs> No, that was not my intention. I my know. intention was, I know, was to, I know. No, to constantly remember that. Right? Exactly. Yeah. But I have studied this like for years and years now, but still like as a human being, sometimes things just get too much. And I like, um, I just like normally don't like my 
son doesn't speak other language. He's a typical Canadian. So whenever like I get upset, I mumble in Arabic. That's the fastest language that comes to me. English is my fourth language, by the way. And right. then, um, and then uh, that's the first language that comes to me. I mumble and then I pause after right. like I went in like for 60 seconds. And then, oh my God. Yeah. Like I said, God, forgive me. Absolutely. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Like it's, it's, yeah, you're right. I'm going to remember what you just said in the future. So, because I feel like, like we just mentioned, like the he- energy has been really heavy yes, the last few has. weeks. A lot of spiritual yeah. people have mentioned it as well. And uh, yeah, we just have to be careful. And I'm going to remember what you just said. Yeah. So if yeah. someone, someone any listener or anybody is going through so many challenges they lose a job they can't pay their mortgage they have a car payment they have children that need to go to school they have to do this and that what do you advise them when they're going through so many challenges like that what's your advice you know it's always difficult and i would say you know from a third party it's always just say do this do this do this right yeah and i'm going to go back to what i said earlier mm-hmm. Whenever you reach that stage, it's always good to step back and say, what am I feeling inside? Yeah. What is happening to me inside? Yes, yeah. I've lost my job outside. Yes, I don't, I don't have money to pay for the mortgage. Yes, I don't have to do all of that stuff. Yeah. One thing what you say is, what do I have to be gratitude for? The moment you shift that energy of saying, you know, what do I have to be in gratitude for? Now you will attract more of that. The moment you start saying, I don't have money to pay for my mortgage. I don't have a job. I don't have that. Well, that's the message you're sending out. Yeah. But the universe is actually going to give you just that. So the key is step back. One, be in gratitude, right? I've always had a job. The universe has always found me to be able to pay my bills. It will find me as well. Yeah. Uh, I can't pay my mortgage this month, but I've paid it for every other month. So this next month will also be paid, right? Change that thing. And one of the lessons that I've learned recently that I've been telling my clients for the longest time, but you know, sometimes we're very much like the shoemaker that doesn't have the shoes, yeah. you know, we're like that. But I would say, you know, there's four letters that I'm going to, you know, you speak Arabic, yeah. you speak Arabic. Yeah. So I'll actually give you the, the Arabic version of what I like. Okay. The word sifr. Sifr is zero, right? Yeah. Sifr is zero. Yeah. Yeah. So remember, a zero behind a one means nothing. It has no value per se. Because you had eight zeros and a one, it's still one. Yeah. You take the zero and you put it on the other side, it starts gaining value. Yes. It's still a zero. Yeah. Right? And so remember, sifr is spelled S-I-F-R. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And so speak it speak what you want right so positive affirmations of what you want speak it yeah imagine it imagine that you already have it because often we speak but we don't imagine it yeah we fail to be able to see it because until you can imagine it you can visualize and you emotionalize it. it you need yeah. to emotionalize it yeah right imagine it to the point where you say i already have it and then f is feel it that's the emotion, right? So speak it, imagine it, feel it, and then that's when you will receive it. Cipher. So you take that oh zero that's behind God. the one and move it to the front. 
and wow. you go from nothing to everything. For everything. And that sifter is really, really important because it goes back to what we're talking about resistance to allowance. You're taking that zero that is in resistance to moving it to allowance, to being ready to receive. Wow, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, I, so for all of the people that are facing that, you know, look at what is blocking you. What is that energy that's blocking you? Is it a past trauma? Is it a past emotion? Is it jealousy? Is it anger? Is it fear? Is it uh, lust? What is it? Remove that. And there's different ways of doing that, right? The emotion code, body code looks after that and takes that out. But there are different modalities. See what resonates with you. I'm happy to have a conversation with them, whoever wants to be able to see how we do that. But once you let that go, then you make room for the receiving. But if you're going to feel all of that with the same stuff that's there, it's hard to receive. It's hard. Absolutely. And you do, uh, you have an assessment. You have a free assessment. Yes. That people can, can use. I'm going to be posting that. Absolutely. So, so that, please do take advantage of that, guys. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, the assessment is a blind spot assessment, which yeah. is a great way to start to see what your strengths are. Again, we always want to start with the positive, right? What yeah. are your strengths? What are you, what are you, what are your, what have you been blessed with that you are not taking advantage of? Yeah. And then what are your blind spots? And blind spots are not necessarily negative, but there are stuff that you can see. But when you're driving, for instance, you still need that mirror to be able to see what's behind you. Behind Otherwise, you don't know how fast or slow to go. Yeah. So then change those blind spots into a positive for you on how you can work with yourself. And again, that goes back to working on yourself internally. Change that internal energy so that the external energy attracts what you want. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm going to take it myself. Like, I'm going to do this Absolutely. assessment. Just, yeah, and then yeah. we can connect and discuss it for sure. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, that was absolutely beautiful. Before we get to your last word, I want to, there are two questions that I ask all my guests. Go ahead. If there are three countries that you want to visit before you die, what countries would they be? If there are three countries, is this countries that I've already visited or is it no, some no, no, not no. visited? Yeah. Uh, I would say I would like to visit um, South Africa because I have not been to South Africa. That, that goes, is, that me too. Okay. Right. Great, South yeah. Africa would be on the top of my list. Mm -hmm. I would say I would love to go to Nepal. Oh my God. Yeah, me too. But only if there is, <laughs> me too, if, only if there is a meditation retreat. I was just going to say that. I want to go oh to Nepal and I want to go for a month on a meditation yeah, retreat. On a meditation, half of it silent retreat, half of it meditation retreat. I would come back a completely new person. And the, the third country yeah. on my list would be Portugal. Because recently Portugal is actually the center of our religious leaders' uh, place and it's uh it's something that i want to visit before really uh, yeah oh, i didn't so, know that okay that's yeah. beautiful okay so you got three i got those three. are beautiful okay um if there is one dream that you haven't fulfilled but you would love to fulfill before you die one dream what would it be sure uh i want to build um retreat where i can bring people that are not able to afford to go to those expensive retreats and stuff like that to be able to change their lives so that they live a life of total fulfillment and 
I, my dream is to have this retreat in a remote area that is facing the ocean that allows people to come and take advantage of that. And I want to be sort of like Mr. Sanders so that, you know, I will have the people that can afford it also come to it and pay for those that can so that there is an equality that is created of both people at the same time. So it's not just one target market I have to bring that equanimity amongst all people because we're humans and yeah. human beings and wealth and status does not define us. It's humanity that defines us. We're human beings. And I want to be able to create this center that finds the bee in you. And you speak Arabic and you write Arabic and you know that in it has been said, right? The letter B is, is the word we start Bismillahirrahmanirrahim with everything. Yeah. And that the dot underneath the B can define the whole Quran, right? Mm -hmm. And so I want us to be able to find that dot in us, which is again, going back to Sifr, that mm -hmm. zero, zero that defines you from nothing to everything. For everything, yeah. What would you teach in, 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 in the center that you would create? So there's a number of different things, you know, what we talked about today, moving from resistance to allowance. I would, I would teach them how to go from setback to triumph. You know, people that have gone consistently, we talked about the right people that are yeah. facing setbacks and triumphs. I would work on the mindset. I would have sort of this concept of Sifr being really explored to the fullest where mm -hmm. can you live with nothingness so that you have everything. And that would be the underlying concept of everything that we do. Is would, that med is, would meditation be included in that and absolutely. affirmations? Well, I think meditation is where you have nothing, right? You have yeah. no thoughts, nothing about it. And absolutely. Silent. So we would have, those are external things that we would have. Meditation, yoga, you know, relaxation yeah. systems, Tai Chi, all of that would be part of those exercises to, to sort of help you get to where you want. Yeah. But the bottom line is that we want you to be nothing and it is only through nothing that everything can be created and can show up Absolutely. i will be a volunteer i promise you that when you do I that i will be a absolutely. volunteer and i could teach I, some fun yeah absolutely you're most welcome for that absolutely yeah. oh my god i love it yeah i i hope anybody from cla is listening to this and there would be sponsors for this project when al karim is ready to manifest this there Absolutely. are a lot of you there that could actually sponsor this project. And I will be a volunteer. Awesome. Um, Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So, okay. Thank you so much. So what's your last word before we finish for our listeners, your last advice? Um, my last advice is uh, that remember where the focus goes, the energy goes. And if you are, going to remember that then change the attitude and the best attitude is gratitude oh my god Guzban, the best attitude is gratitude i'm gonna post this one on my facebook page today the Absolutely. best attitude <laughs> is gratitude the best attitude is gratitude yeah so it has been an an absolute pleasure having you this was an incredible session incredible conversation thank you so much and i can't wait to have you for a second for part two of Absolutely. this conversation. It's been my pleasure and honor and I look forward to seeing you yeah, being on the show. All right.
Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much, everybody. And until the next episode, stay blessed and stay calm and have a gratitude of attitude, just like Al-Karim said. Thank you. Thank you.